water, earth, fire, air. Long ago, the four nations lived together in harmony. Then everything changed when the Fire Nation attacked. Only the Avatar, master of all four elements, could stop them. But when the world needed him most, he vanished. A hundred years passed, and my brother and I discovered the new Avatar, an airbender named Aang. And although his airbending skills are great, he has a lot to learn before he's ready to save anyone. But I believe Aang can save the world. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to What's Appa, a rewatch podcast of the greatest show ever, Avatar The Last Airbender. I'm Joyce. I'm Justin. And I'm Anand. And this week, we want to give a special shout out to our friend Akash, who read the intro. This is episode 12 of our podcast, where we'll be discussing the Blue Spirit. And I have a fun fact early on before we even get to previously on Avatar, but um, originally this episode was actually supposed to be named the Red Spirit, where Zuko's mask would be red. But the creators actually dropped that idea when they realized that the red mask made Zuko look like, quote, an ancient Korean version of Spider-Man. And also it made him appear as though he was associated with the Fire Nation, which would have been a little bit too obvious, sort of given it away right away. Yeah. So therefore, we get the Blue Spirit. Take it away, Anand. All right. Thanks for that fun fact, Joyce. So previously on Avatar, in the Southern Air Temple episode, we learned that both Zhao and Zuko would be going after the Avatar. And in the previous episode, we learned that capturing the Avatar gives Zuko hope. So the very first scene of this episode, we see a bird, which is a messenger hawk, cut through the middle of the screen, traveling upward. And it's framed by these two warships that are on either side. And I think this episode in general just has some very artistic scenes. And it starts out, and this caught my eye because I I really enjoyed it. Um, But some fun facts about this bird. In the original um, plan for the show, Zuko was supposed to have a messenger hawk as a pet. And Mm. that pet was supposed to have a rivalry with Momo. And we actually, if you guys um, happen to watch the unaired pilot that was released, uh, in that unaired pilot, Zuko has the pet um, messenger bird that fights with Momo. And in general, also, this episode kind of gave me flashbacks to the unaired pilot. So we can talk about that as we go on. Oh, very nice. Uh, How convenient that we just uh, talked about the unaired pilot being out last episode. Cool. So yeah, then we get to see the Yuyan archers. They're just practicing their archery and they're shooting with some pretty insane precision. Some more fun facts about the Yuyan archers. Their uniforms, especially the short jackets and the poofy pants, kind of resemble the Zouave uniforms from the American Civil War, which were in turn inspired by 19th century French uniforms. Uh, Personally, when I saw them with the face paint and everything, they kind of reminded me of uh, Native American warriors, but clearly I was very, very wrong. Um, Some other small things that you may have noticed this episode, they have a small triangle present on their headbands, which also Lo and Lee have on their headbands, which is the alchemy symbol for fire. Well, that's some like Naruto shit right there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, they look like really awesome. I'm really sad, actually, that they just never make a reappearance. But um, I read somewhere else. uh, I read somewhere online. Someone was like, yeah, like, why didn't they bring them back? And then they're like, well, actually, good thing they didn't bring them back because it would have been over for everybody if they were (laughs) involved with the Fire Nation. 
So Zhao sees how amazing they are, and he wants to take them for his mission to capture the Avatar, but then Colonel Shinu rejects him. Uh, but then this messenger hawk comes and delivers a message to the colonel, uh, which has news from Fire Lord Ozai. And the news is that Zhao has just been promoted to Admiral, and he says, my request is now in order. Yeah, I thought this is a really great point in the show where they kind of bring up some military ethics. I don't think any other children's show really addressed the fact that, you know, the colonel didn't believe in what Admiral Zhao wanted to do, but because of the rank and file order, now he has to listen to him. I just thought that was interesting that they would be able to bring it up in the show. Yeah, and and Zhao gets a little badass moment here. Yeah, but also his first day as Admiral was a total dumpster <laughs> of a day. So <laughs> anyways, um, yeah, so then the scene ends with this shot of this mysterious blue spirit who is watching Zhao. And I'm, I just have a bunch of fun facts about the blue spirit. So the first one is warning a spoiler for the comic uh one of the avatar comics um called the search which is it actually explains the origin of zuko's mask in this comic this comic is about finding zuko's mother so team avatar goes on a search for ursa zuko's mother um and they it's revealed in a flashback that ursa in one of the scenes ursa is looking at a wall of masks and the blue spirit mask is hanging on the wall and the masks are actually part of a play that she loves called love amongst dragons and the mask belongs to the main antagonist of that story who's an evil water spirit. So this play is also by the Ember Island Players, which is, um, you know, the best. It refers to the <laughs> best, best episode in the whole show. Um, but also, yeah, Zuko just has really fond memories of Ember Island and the Ember Island Players and obviously a very close connection with his mother. So this is just uh, an allusion to kind of like that close bond that they have. Um, and it might be the last thing of hers that he has. And so it's very, this mask is probably very dear to him. And then I thought, wait a second. Also, this mask is water related because it's a an evil water spirit. And Katara also has a very <laughs> water related relic from her mom, which is one of the last things she owns from her mother. And so Zutara <laughs> was always meant to be. Um, but anyways, there you go. That's how the blue spirit mask came about. Very cool. So next we shift over to the Aang Katara Sokka storyline. And so they're by this town. And I think we've mentioned a lot about the colors on the screen. So I thought it was noteworthy, the colors of this town. Everything is super gray. Everything seems really muted, really dulled. Um, and this is kind of unrelated, but this whole city really reminded me of the Acropolis in Greece. Because it's just a giant hill with like the temple on top. And they're like a lot of it looks kind of like ruins because apparently the Fire Nation had taken over this town. That's why no one lives there except for this herbalist person. And then as it pans down to the bottom of the village, we see a statue of a badger mole, which I hadn't noticed in the beginning. I thought that was a cool touch. And then we see Sokka is coughing and he is all huddled up in his sleeping bag and he's gotten sick from the storm from the previous episode. Yeah, I think the reason they got sick in this episode is because they don't have a tent. Um, <laughs> and it all stems back to the Great Divide episode. So, <laughs> Wow. <laughs> all bad things that happened to Team Avatar stem back to the Great Divide. Uh, I like it. Solid conclusion. Another solid conclusion Sokka is talking to animals here, 
And that just kind of got me thinking um, in this show, whenever anyone gets into a delusional state where they're hallucinating, they're always talking to animals. So maybe this is an illusion that when you enter the psychedelic state, you start, you know, you enter the spirit world, start talking to animals. Mm. I don't know, just a thought I had. Uh, that's, that's a really cool point. I like, I like that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Just a really small comment. Um, Joyce mentioned already, but Katara says being in that storm really did a number on him to Sokka. But there's some continuity right there from one episode to the next. I, I don't remember except for the two part episode where we had that kind of continuity. So I think that's worth pointing out. Yeah, so then Aang finds a map that shows an herbalist institute at the top of the mountain, and Katara starts coughing, too, and he's like, uh-oh. And then Aang says that's how Sokka started yesterday, and says he's going to find some medicine right away. Yeah, so Katara is looking for a ginseng root here, which, if you've ever had an Asian mom, you know that there's always interested in some type of Eastern medicine that will cure, that will be a panacea to all your issues, and it's always like you're too heady, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have too much internal f- heat. Okay, question for you guys. What is your go-to herbal remedy? Yeah, so one thing that I've used right before I'm starting to get a colder cough is oregano oil. It's magical. Try it mm. out. One or two drops in a glass of water, you're good. Does it taste like anything? Kind of like oregano. <laughs> What's oregano? <laughs> uh, okay. Oh, no. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm no chef. You have, you have a lot to learn, Joyce. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. Wait, so does it taste good? Uh, I mean, not particularly. It's really it's really concentrated, so you just got to... Why not just, like, drop the two dots of oregano oil onto your tongue and get it over with? It'll burn your tongue. It's some strong oh. stuff. Okay. Well, now, yeah, that's important. Okay, listeners, don't just ingest <laughs> straight oregano oil. Okay, I'm glad we also, got that on Also, the for context, for context, in the bottle I have, it's literally in one of those dropper bottles. Like, the dropper is connected to the cap, and you pull it out, and you squeeze drops. So yeah, it kind of so enforces you would think that you that... could just squeeze it right into your mouth, like one of those, like, juicy dropper, like, <laughs> juicy candies drop that pops. you could get at the grocery <laughs> store. You know what I'm, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, What are yeah. they called? Juicy drop pops, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can squeeze it onto your (laughs) eyes. Make them eye drops. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, definitely don't do that one. (laughs) All right. Cool. That's good. Didn't know that. All right. Justin, what about you? Uh, By the way, this is a legal disclaimer. We are not pushing any type of medical remedies onto you, nor should you listen to us. We are not doctors. Um, There's this syrup, I believe, that you can only purchase in shady Chinese... (laughs) stores it has no english on the label i don't think it has like the fda required calorie uh count either (laughs) and i think it's this syrup of ginger root honey and ginseng and some other herbs and you're supposed to mix it with boiling water and whenever Mm -hmm. i have a cold or sore throat i always my mom always makes it for me and somehow some way it always works I think I know what you're talking about. I don't know what it's called, but it tastes amazing. Yes, right? that it does. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I would even have it just like straight from the spoon. <laughs> like it just tastes like honey. Um, yeah. For me, it's um, like a green bean porridge. Um, it's like 
yeah, it's just made with the little like green beans and I have it anytime I have like canker sores, which are also from internal heat, you know, um, and, and other stuff like that. And it usually just like, I don't know, it's tasty. And then I guess it makes it go away eventually, just like time does. <laughs> um, anyways. As Aang leaves these ruins, he's running away and he's running so fast and the only time I think we've ever seen him use this like air speedrunning technique is in the second episode, the Kyoshi Warriors, where he's running on the water. Um, mm. But I also did notice the badger moles that you were talking about on in the statue. Mm. Mm-hmm. It actually looks like a mandrel to me in the beginning because his face is colored with different, you know, the, the white, the white with the red streaks over it. And I thought it was a mandrel line crossover, but it actually makes a lot more sense that it is a because this is a Earth Kingdom village. So the next scene is Zuko on his ship and this other Fire Nation ship is approaching Zuko's ship and a person from that ship gets onto Zuko's ship and says, the search for the Avatar has been given prime importance and any information regarding the Avatar must be reported directly to Admiral Zhao. And Iroh says, Zhao has been promoted. Well, good for him. (laughs) And he's just chilling. He doesn't care. Um, He's playing Pai Show and he beats his opponents and one of his opponents just like face palms after he makes a move. And then, Ayo takes the whole pot and tells his opponents that, hey, you guys are improving. Like, maybe we should play another game to, like, keep up your progress. So (laughs) Ayo's a real hustler. Ayo and his gambling problems. I I would watch an entire show that's, like, Iroh winning like the World Series pie show, like yeah. games. He's like playing Daniel Negreanu. <laughs> yeah, no, I would too. I feel like Iroh has really got some legendary skills at pie show. We don't even know. Um, anyways, and then so the next scene. That's really all that happens in this scene. And then the next scene is at this outpost in the Earth Kingdom town. Um, and these people are in this watchtower, and these men have Aang's wanted poster that the Fire Nation has. Ha- now like distributed everywhere and apparently says that the avatar can run like the wind and one guy is like no way that's true and then they just see ang running by at that very moment yeah so they see ang run past them and then they blow on this horn and you can hear in the background these other horns are being blown so it's clear that the horn is some form of communication and they're kind of like intermediary people who blow the horns to sound the signal to somewhere else which first of all is pretty clever in age without any uh, long distance communication, but also reminded me, I don't know if you guys have seen this, but in Lord of the Rings, like in, in Gondor, when they're in trouble, they light the fires and then the fires light another fire. And it's a really epic scene. It just reminded me of that. But I think it's it's clever. Also in Mulan. Yeah, oh, that happens in I was going to I was going to say Mulan, too. Yeah. Ah. At the very beginning, when the Huns are at the Great Wall. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. And then he, um, oh yeah, and then the guy like lights the fire and then everyone lights the fires and he's like, now all of China knows you're here. And then he's like, good or something. Good yeah. recall. And then it goes, you really like Mulan? Yeah, and then Disney ruined it. Yeah, okay. also in Kung Fu Panda, but you know. Yeah, let's just pull out like the any Asian like <laughs> movies or Asian inspired movies that we can think of. But the Lord of the Rings one is good. I didn't I wouldn't have thought of that one. All right. Thank um, you. OK, so the next scene is back to Katara and Sokka and Sokka's asking for water and Katara, who like has her, I don't know, 
mental awareness a little bit more uh tries to get momo to get them water and then Mo- he, she's like talking to momo and saying like water like go to the lake explaining and then momo blinks blankly and then it goes to momo's perspective which is this fisheye lens and katara's like and it's just very cute it's so it's so funny uh and i just yeah i forgot how funny the whole like sick katara and Sokka and momo sequences are because i mean you don't remember that at all when you think this episode there are much bigger things that happen but you know the side scenes are funny too um so then we go to the next scene which is ang going to this herbalist institute and he says he needs some medicine for his friends and he's just all in a panic he's just like word vomiting um and just very like in a rush just a fun fact the avatar extras actually say the inspiration for this herbalist scene is actually the movie crouching tiger hidden dragon oh really yeah And then the herbalist tells him, oh, your friends are going to be fine. And then she goes on a long spiel about her life story. And she says she's been up there for 40 years and that there used to be others, but now it's just her and her cat Miyuki and says Earth Kingdom soldiers come sometimes and they always leave in better shape than when they arrived. Thanks to her remedies. Yeah, Miyuki is a Japanese word. It's a feminine given name and it can be written using different kanji characters, but it usually or could be interpreted as beautiful happiness, deep snow, or beautiful snow. So Yuki's coat is very snow coat. Mm, wow, that's, yeah, that's really interesting. My comment also has to do with the name Miyuki, but it's that Miyuki the cat was actually named after one of the storyboard artists. Oh, interesting. So that's cool that they like named it after an artist whose name also happened to be related to the color of Miyuki the cat. The next scene is Zuko on his ship and he's really upset because he's heard this news and Iroh goes up to him and tells him to not give up hope yet and that he can still find the Avatar before Zhao. And Zuko says, how uncle? And he's just like so distraught and he says, it's only a matter of time with all of Zhao's resources and he just looks really panicked. Yeah, and then he says, honor, throne, country, I'm about to lose them all. So we obviously know already Zuko values his honor. Okay, we know that. Throne is interesting because it's kind of interesting, at least because it shows that he's trying to follow in his father's footsteps um, and he really values his father's respect, kind of like the last episode where he kind of sees himself as his father. And country is just notable because of what happens at the end of this episode. So bookmark that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I just also thought it was like really sad. Like, I feel like this is the first time we see Zuko so helpless. Mm -hmm. Like he's always been like overly confident in his stupid, you know, missions and intentions. But he looks really. Yeah. He just looks helpless like a like a kid who can't control the situation. Very stressy, much depressy. Yeah. So then we're back at the Herbalist Institute and she finally finds the plum blossom that she needed. And Aang says, finally, and tries to take her bowl that she's making her like concoction in from her. This is a fun fact that has nothing to do with Avatar. My last name means plum blossom in Chinese. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, oh, that's cool. Yeah, I see it now. Um, <laughs> and you wouldn't get it. <laughs> I don't. I don't get it. Sadly. Um, you can leave now. Okay, right. I'm just kidding. See ya. Uh, <laughs> 
Yeah, and then she hits Aang's hands with her spoon and says, what do you think you're doing? And Aang says, taking the cure to my friends. And she says, she was actually making Miyuki's dinner and says, oh, all your friends need is some frozen wood frogs to suck on. And I just have some fun facts about the idea of sucking on frogs. So this idea is inspired by toads such as the Colorado River Toad, which... Um, actually secretes a psychoactive hallucinogenic venom from their skin. And then in the 70s, there are rumors of hippies and teens sucking on these toads to get high, but actually they were never found to be true. Um, and also apparently this actually wouldn't work because the human digestive system cancels out this venom. So you can't just suck on them uh, to get high. You would actually have to inject them or inhale them or smoke them. So I would have liked to see Katara and Sokka smoke these toad frog skins you know man i wish you up. i wish you told me that like three hours ago choice <laughs> it would be against um, ang's precepts though although he's broken <laughs> plenty of them <laughs> he's such a bad monk yeah then ang goes you're insane aren't you at the herbalist and i just thought at this point how crazy she seemed and the fact that Boomy had kind of prepared her for this kind of like old person crazy. And Aang's like, you know what? I'm just mm -hmm. going to go along with it. I'm going to get these toads and put them in my friend's mouths. Hmm, that's cool. Cool connection. So Aang runs out of there and he runs into this field where the wind is howling. And the Yuyan archers show up and start shooting arrows. But this is another scene that I thought was really artistic and really well done. He's in this field of grass and the wind is blowing really hard. So we see the grass like blowing in the wind. And then after um, some archers shoot at him, the screen pans out and you see like Aang in the bottom right corner of the screen with the glass with the grass blowing and then uh, like uh, tens of arrows getting shot at him. And it was a really cool picture. It seemed kind of anime like, but it was just really pretty. Yeah, um, but the piece gets disturbed quickly. Um, when Aang gets pinned down by these arrows and then you see all the archers, uh, you didn't see them before, but they're all in the trees and then Aang starts to run. Yeah. And at some point, Aang jumps off this cliff. And at this point, the Avatar extras say that the inspiration for this scene was the movie Rambo. So Mike and Brian really pulling out all the, the inspirations in this episode. Yeah, and then Aang jumps into the swamp and he finds all these frozen frogs and he tries to stuff them in his clothes while he's escaping, but he finally gets pinned down to this fallen tree uh, and he gets captured because he can't really make his way through this thick swamp. And I just thought that, oh, if he hadn't stopped to collect the frogs, he probably would have escaped. I mean, I think a uh, core theme of this episode is friendship and you know, the fact that he's going through so much to run up to this crazy herbalist institute uh, that like is really random in this lost town, getting these frozen frogs, sacrificing or like endangering himself to get these stupid frozen frogs from this that this crazy lady told him to get. And then just like you see how much he like, I mean, that's like the frogs come back as a little gag throughout the episode because he just like at the end of the day, that's what he wants to get to his friends. And so, um, yeah. But then I'm like, oh, that's himself putting his needs before the world's needs, getting captured. <laughs> Uh-oh, that's not good for anybody. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then the next scene is Aang in captivity. So his arms and legs are bound up in chains in this Fire Nation fortress. Yeah, so first of all, Dang Aang is actually captured and he's pretty much helpless, which is pretty crazy. But uh, so initially, the creators of the show wanted him to be 
um, suspended from all four limbs, like in chains. However, this didn't meet like the guidelines for a Nickelodeon's kids show. So they couldn't do that. He's kind of like sitting on this floor where his and his um, arms are suspended. Um, but they did get to do this. And I'm not trying to no spoilers here. I'm going to be vague, but they did get to do that in Korra. So they eventually got their wish. Which is showing how Korra went through more pain and had to go through a more longer recovery process, making her the more interesting avatar. QED. <laughs> Notice how you didn't say better there. You said interesting. So I don't know. We, we can have this conversation <laughs> later. Yeah. Um, yeah, it does seem kind of lame. Like all four limbs would have been really scary and a little jarring. But, you know, the fact that he has his feet on the ground and like these only two chains are binding him, you know, you just know that he's going to get out of there somehow. Um, so then Zhao meets Aang finally and says, oh, so this is the great avatar, master of all the elements. And then he says, your little game of hide and seek is over. Yeah. And it was at this point, this quote really drove home to me that the theme of this episode is kind of like the hunter and the hunted, you know, Aang is searching for these small frogs. Every, uh, Zuko and Zhao are both hunting for Aang. Um, and Momo is comically hunting for water, but feeling extremely hard. <laughs> I like that. That's funny. Um, yeah. So then Aang says, I've never hidden from you. Untie me and I'll fight you right now. And yeah, I just thought, wow, Aang is really challenging someone to a proper fight, like not an evasive defense mechanism. He re he like genuinely wants to fight Zhao, which I feel like is a little different um, mm -hmm. from other times he's been aggressive, which was, you know, more defensive or like, yeah. Aang kind of reminds me of Milo in this episode. I could very easily substitute out Milo in the chains right now. And he's like yelling like, unchain me, I'll fight you right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Milo's a cutie. Yeah. Yeah, so then Zhao reveals his evil mastermind plan, and his plan is to not kill the Avatar, but leave him within an inch of death, um, but alive so that the Avatar is not reincarnated, and then the Avatar is basically rendered useless in this war. Um, and so this may have been the plan of the Fire Nation, but it wasn't totally clear. And I guess it kind of shows that Zhao, you know, is a smart dude, like he has smart plans and thinks outside of the box a little bit, which may foreshadow what happens at the end of this season when he does some some bad things to the moon spirit. Yeah, so then Aang airbends out of his mouth at Zhao and he knocks him into the door. And then he said, oh, blow the air you want. There's no escaping this fortress and no one is coming to rescue you. And, you know, first I was like, wait, did he know his friends were sick? And then I was like, also, yeah, like, don't, you didn't knock on wood, Zhao. Like, you're playing yourself right now. So this this was like kind of a cliched comment. Now the show cuts in a brief moment of comical relief back to Katara and Sokka. Momo brings back a meadow vole to Katara and Katara says, you know, Momo, this isn't water. And I actually found this on Facebook, but there was a user who was saying how actually Momo did bring her water because the way Hama got out of the prison was bending the water inside the rat ah! that's pretty wild oh my god imagine if katara was like thanks momo and just bended the water <laughs> out of the rat to drink <laughs> to feed to sokka <laughs> 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 so sick um 
Anyways, <laughs> so then it's nighttime and the blue spirit music and the horn and the, it's all playing and then the camera is zooming into the blue spirit beat by beat and it's like, and it's like so epic. It's like, who is this? Oh my goodness. Well, we do get a clue right after because the Sungi horn starts playing, which as we all know is maybe actually by this point, if you're watching this so sequentially, you don't really know, but is associated with Iroh and Zuko. So there's your first clue mm. that something's up. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. And at some points it's canonical in the Avatar extras that Zuko is ridiculously talented at the Tsungi horn. And the show goes to the extra length of letting you know that Aang is not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, if you knew that little fun fact about Zuko, it would have been obvious. But it was probably not obvious to most. So I'm yeah. going to continue to refer to this mysterious figure as the Blue Spirit because, you know, no spoilers here. <laughs> uh, anyways, the Blue Spirit then latches, like, the Blue Spirit is making his or her way into this <laughs> fortress. And uh, they latch onto the bottom of this wagon uh, going into the fortress. And the guards are checking the wagon, but the guard checks. And when the guard checks underneath, the Blue Spirit climbs into the back. So uh, very sneaky and very finessed this one is. Um Meanwhile, Zhao is being stupid, annoying Zhao, and he's announcing to everybody that the the only thing that stood in between the Fire Nation and Victory is the Avatar until today. Yeah, and Zhao is standing on this balcony addressing, you know, entire battalions of the Fire Nation. Uh, I picked up on an interesting detail. The balcony that he's standing on is kind of shaped in the form of a lotus, but the petals are made of fire, which is pretty cool. Mm. So he's kind of this like spiritual fire leader at this moment in time. That's super cool. Yeah, that is. Yeah, that's a really good catch. Um, so then he tells the crowd that the avatar is his prisoner. But meanwhile, the blue spirit taking advantage of Zhao's little uh, parade of self pride like sneaks around the back just so easily like literally everybody is down there listening to his speech like no one is watching <laughs> this little like alley that he's walking down or whatever and then Zhao says this is the year the fire nation breaks through the walls of Ba Sing Se and burns the city to the ground um and this is just nice little foreshadowing obviously because first the fire nation well I mean continuity because the fire nation has been trying to take over the over Ba Sing Se for so many years starting, you know, all the way back to when Iroh was a general um, and then foreshadowing to the series finale at the end where Ozai literally tries to burn Bossing Sei to the ground. So it was the plan all along. Um, so the next scene is back to Aang being trapped and he's struggling to get out. But then the wood frogs start melting and crawling away and then they crawl under the door and the guards are like, what? And then all of a sudden they get taken down by the blue spirit as they're distracted and stuff. And so there are four guards and three of the guards get taken down. But the remaining guard, the last guard, is about to blow on a horn and then... He sees the blue spirit and he firebends at him. But then the blue spirit puts out his fire with just a bucket of water. And I thought this was just like a really cool scene, just the way it was shot. Because um, it's kind of it comes out of nowhere. But also Cinema Sin, like, where did he get this bucket of water? And it also looks just like you know, another reason that this is a cool shot. It looks so much like he's waterbending. So it's if he's this like <laughs> evil water spirit, like it looks like he's waterbending. Um, it's just also cool. Like this blue spirit is very clever, uh, very cunning. 
Um, and then the blue spirit opens the door and draws his dual swords and just goes flying right at Aang. And then there's a commercial break right after this. Obviously not if you're watching on Netflix. And I just like, can you imagine? Like, can you imagine what like your react would have been if like this is your first time? Like, I don't remember, obviously, but it's just it's pretty intense. Yeah, it's so scary. But a little bit more about the dual swords. Um, these dual broadswords are um, known in China as the most reckless and daring of weapons, which sounds like someone we know uh, from the show. Um, <laughs> but also this is mentioned in the Avatar extras of Zuko alone, but I thought it's worth mentioning here as well that uh, Zuko's swords are meant to represent the conflicting good and bad sides of him that are two mm. parts of him. And we see this especially on display on this episode as he's taking a totally different role than we've seen so far. So I think that's a, a cool thing to point out. Okay, so then the blue spirit, after we get back from commercial break, cuts Aang's chains and Aang is like, what's going on? Are you here to rescue me? Uh, and this is just like silly. I feel like Aang is just really silly and naive in this episode. Um or they play that aspect of him up. And then he is leaving with the blue spirit when he stops to collect the frogs because they've now half melted and are like hopping away. And the blue and he's like, wait, my friends need to suck on those frogs. And he's like trying to get them. And then the blue spirit grabs him by the shirt and like drags him away. And I just thought it was like a funny moment. But also, like, if you think about how the blue spirit is Zuko, it's like, it's kind of cute. It's like, this is the only light moment between the blue spirit and Aang. And if you think of it, like, as Zuko, you think of how in season three, it was also Zuko's task to keep the rest of Team Avatar on track and be like the kind of voice of reason of wow Susan's comment is coming very soon like we need to stay focused on our mission and right now he does the same thing so it's mm. just like the beginning of Aang and Zuko's friendship um yeah and then the next scene is Sokka and Katara quickly and Momo has now brought them like a thousand different <laughs> yeah. things that aren't water <laughs> including an urn a fan a squirrel a teapot an abacus and a crown for Katara and a fun fact about this crown is that apparently it appears again in the swamp episode when Momo throws it at the hunters who are pursuing them um so Avatar just has like a big suitcase somewhere like Hermione's <laughs> magical bag where they can stuff all their belongings that they accrue i guess um but then katara says oh like ang please hurry and then Sokka says who's this ang kid you keep talking about your highness <laughs> <laughs> which is just like one of the funniest jokes i feel like ever um and i feel like okay so Sokka being high on cactus juice is just such a meme right through the whole show but i just feel like people are really sleeping on feverish Sokka like mm -hmm. he I think this mm -hmm. is way funnier than anything he said during that uh cactus juice episode I'm with so, you on that yeah yeah it really it really made me laugh um and then the next scene is back to Aang and the blue spirit and the blue spirit and Aang are running towards this gate and they just one cool move that Aang does which you know we've seen some cool airbending techniques from Aang this episode you know the speed running um but in this scene he blows away just like 20 guards with one swipe of air um so that was cool and then he's about to run through the gates but then he stops to wait for the blue spirit and i just thought this was him you know his kind and loyal personality you know his devotion to his friends or people who are kind to him coming out um which is a you know a facet an important facet of ing's 
personality. And yeah, this episode is about being a good friend. I like that. Um, yeah. And then Aang picks up the blue spirit with his legs and then he does this cool like helicopter move with his staff um, and they try to fly away. They fail, unfortunately. But this just made me think of the waterbending school episode where like him, Sokka and Katara were all flying on his glider flying away. And I'm just like, OK, you really should have done that here. I think it would have been easier. I think twirling the helicopter staff like seems pretty tiring. <laughs> yeah, agreed. Um, yeah, so I have a couple of comments here. The first one, I just wanted to talk about the connection to the unaired pilot. The reason this episode really reminded me of that episode, it might be a recency bias thing because I just saw it like a week ago, but there's like this huge central pagoda thing that's like kind of similar in both of them. And it's surrounded by this like castle wall. They're both basically castles and they both have this like really medieval feel to it and yeah, so so the setting really reminded me of the unaired pilot. But another comment on weapons and weaponry in general, like this this kind of caught my eye. So in this episode, everything feels very medieval. There's archers, there's castles, there's like siege ladders, mm. there's spearmen. So everything mm -hmm. is very medieval. Um, but another thing that's kind of anachronistic if we're taking this time period are the ships. The ships are basically cruisers, which like run on coal or whatever, and and like are much more advanced technology than whatever technology is being used here. But so that's that's a little mm -hmm. inconsistent. But I, I think we see the progression of technology in the show as we're about to see in like the Northern Air Temple episode with technology getting better. So maybe it's just a sign of of what's to come. But I thought that was just an interesting note. And even like after this episode. I don't remember any other medieval type settings or weapons. I think from here, it's either more advanced technology or people are just using firebending. Like, it's also kind of interesting. That, like, there are very few firebenders here. It's more people with like spears and other weapons, too. Yeah, that's a really good point. Also, like Aang's like bondage reminds me of kind of like medieval. Um, I don't know. Yeah, medieval time period. Yeah, so then Aang takes these ladders and uses them as stilts to walk his way across the courtyard and go, try to go to the next wall. Um, and I just thought this was kind of smart. It reminded me of how he's also clever when he's trying to escape or fight. Um, and it reminded me of The Great Divide, where he uses the, uh, what is it, the canyon crawlers. I know Justin didn't think this was clever, but I thought it was pretty clever. Um, so yeah, Aang's got his little smarts. But then uh, the guards start to firebend at them, but then Zhao says, hold your fire. The Avatar must be captured alive. And then the blue spirit immediately puts his knives around Aang's neck. And you're just like, whoa, what's going to happen? Oh my God, he turned. Or I don't know. And then they start to back away. Um, well, actually, no. Zhao says, open the gate. And then they open the gate, and the blue spirit and Aang is backing away with Aang. And then they, they get pretty far, but then this archer is ordered to release this arrow and knock out the blue spirit. And the blue spirit gets knocked out and falls back in slow motion. Also, the shot with the arrow is just really cool, and there's like a little mm -hmm. zing, ding, or something um, when the blue spirit gets knocked out. And then... You close up the camera, like close uh, closes up on Aang's eyes and they're just flashing, but you don't know why yet. And he sees the scar and he only sees a side of it. And then he removes the mask and there's just like this dramatic music and it's revealed that it's Zuko and he just backs away in shock. Uh, but then he's about to run when he turns back and actually decides to save Zuko. 
So the next morning, Zuko wakes up and sees Aang sitting there in a tree. The lighting is very yellow. It's morning time. It's very peaceful. And Aang is just talking, like monologuing. And he says, you know what the worst part about being born over 100 years ago is? I miss all the friends I used to hang out with. Before the war started, I used to always visit my friend Kuzan. The two of us, we get into so much trouble together. He was one of the best friends I ever had. And he was from the Fire Nation, just like you. If we knew each other back then, do you think we could have been friends too? It's just really sweet. And then there's a pause. Kuzan. Cool to see Kuzan makes a, <laughs> an entrance here. Mm-hmm. Sad we never get to meet him. I know, like not in any flashbacks or anything. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So apparently this question, like, do you think we could have been friends too, is another reference from a show or anime that we know Mike and Brian liked, Cowboy Bebop, which we saw some inspiration from Jet. So yeah, really pulling out all the cards here. But yeah, then there's a little pause where it's like, oh, Zuko is processing. Like, this could be a turning point. But he just shoots fire at Aang, like no words exchanged. And Aang just like very gracefully hops away into the woods and into the trees. Yeah. Um, and then we see just a quick scene of him. It's not even of Aang's face. It's just of his hand reaching into the swamp and grabbing a bunch of wood frogs. So like, you know, he didn't forget. Like he was literally captured and, you know, almost like captured and starved to near death with no chance of escaping. And then he like, he remembers to get the frogs. So I think it's pretty important. Yeah, and then Aang returns and he puts the frogs in Sokka and Katara's mouths and he says, oh, like, suck on these, you'll feel better. And then Sokka says, Aang, how's your trip? Did you make any new friends? And Aang says, no, I don't think I did. (laughs) Sad. Yeah, and then after this, to wrap up the episode, it cuts to Zuko and he's sleeping by this fire. Uh, first of all, how does Zuko sleep in a room next to this like blazing fire? How does he not get hot? It's like so bright. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, I think this kind of ties back to the theme because this is the first time Zuko has to be the receiving end on this hunter uh, prey relationship. And I think because Zuko inherently has empathy, he realizes all the suffering that he's causing Aang. And I think he really does at least start to consider the effect that he's having on these other people. Because in a kind of symbolic way, he's turn- when he turns over to sleep, he's turning away from the Fire Nation symbol in the background. A fun fact that I thought kind of related to this is that the name of the stronghold slash fortress is the Pohoi stronghold, which in Chinese at least translates to break. And I think this is kind of like Zuko's at least, you know, strong allegiance to this idea that he has to capture the Avatar start to break. And another fun fact is this area, this region is actually the future grounds for the United Republic, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, yeah, that is a good fact. Um, Yeah, I I just want to chime in with um, actually before Zuko goes to bed, we see like Iroh just being like, I mean, Zuko says he's going to bed and then Iroh's like, okay, and he starts playing the Sungi horn and in the background, there's the bejeweled monkey that he purchased at CD Merchant's Pier. Uh, And he actually also purchased the Sungi horn there. So really, Iroh is getting pretty good mileage from his purchases, you know, (laughs) with all the money he wins from gambling. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that's how the episode ends. 
that is the end of it. Kind of on a more like somber, melancholy note. Yeah, so I have a fun fact now about the episode overall. So Nickelodeon actually only ordered 13 episodes of the original series at first. Um, So the creators really designed this episode with that in mind. They knew that they were reaching kind of the 13 episode. I mean, this is the... 13th episode um they knew that they needed something exciting because it could have been the finale and we definitely get that from this episode it's very dramatic but they also knew that it could not be the finale if they got you know renewed for more episodes so if it weren't the finale this episode is really meant to add more tension to the first like zuko ang relationship of you know the hunter and the hunted uh, like justin was saying um but also add more tension to the rivalry between zuko and zhao because that's been heightening and now zhao has been promoted to admiral and you know they're both after the same thing um but then you know zuko and ang's like closeness in this episode adds complications to that for zuko and so in general it's just like it's very there's a lot of tension and it's just cool to think about like this episode in the context of like the season and like maybe what the creators were thinking and with that we're going to go to our ratings so what did you guys think cool so i'm gonna give this episode a nine i think it was a really good episode for many reasons as i said i think it was very artistic they had some really well drawn and planned out scenes it was really funny with Sokka and the toads and and everything there were moments that were really dramatic and they brought out a lot of references. Part of me wishes I... This was one of the last episodes I saw of the show, too, actually. And I really wish I saw it, like, very early on and I didn't know who the Blue Spirit was. I feel like it would, that would have been so cool. Um, but nonetheless, really good episode. Um, I was going to give it an 8 originally, but then the ending, like, with Aang and Zuko, I thought it was a really cool moment where they, like, went into their relationship a little bit more. And it was actually quite, like sad i don't like kind of somber and melancholy i thought that was good it bumped up to a nine the reason i wouldn't give it a 10 is i think there are some episodes that go like a little deeper into certain questions like we saw with the storm and other things um and i think there are some episodes in the show that get there so nine nine it is well a nine is a really high score um i think i'm somewhere between a seven and an eight i think i would give this one a seven. I think this episode isn't as deep. There's a lot of really cool action. You know, Katara and Sokka are kind of sidelined in this episode. Not that that necessarily means anything bad, but I don't think we see any character development from Aang. It's just a lot of the plot moving along. I think we see a little bit of character development with Zuko, but he doesn't really reconcile it or we don't see him confront this. I think a lot of things are starting to show in this episode but that being said it's just a lot of really cool action but i don't think that's what makes an avatar episode great Mm -hmm. yeah that's totally fair i'm going to go with an eight um because of a perfect blend of what you guys just said so um my last fun fact is that apparently actually mike demartino's second favorite episode is this episode due to the kind of mysteriousness and the twistiness of it um and that is what i really like i i like how like i love the plot twists i love the drama it's like kind of 
it's just so mysterious and like dark a little bit even. Um, but like, I think that's like really, really exciting. And it has you at like at the edge of your seat. Cause if you don't know who the blue spirit is, then I just like, I think I'm thinking about like that experience. It's just so intense. And, uh, even when you do, I think it's just like cool to think of it. Um, think of him as Zuko and it does, add a new layer and dimension to Zuko. I agree with you, Justin, though. Like, Zuko doesn't really, like, grow that much. It's just, like, we learn a little bit more about him, but he doesn't, like, he's really just doing this to so he can have Aang for himself later, you know? Um, it's just, like, still self-serving. Um, but, yeah, like, I like seeing um, him and Aang kind of get a little closer. Uh, yeah, I thought it was really great action. I think that's kind of what I was missing coming off of the last episode. But, yeah, Sokka and Katara don't really do anything. But super funny. So I think an eight. And that concludes this episode of the podcast. So thank you guys so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed our discussion of the blue spirit. As always, we release on WhatsApp on Wednesday. So we'll see you next time for our discussion of the fortune teller. If you want to stay up to date on when we release or submit thoughts or questions, uh, be sure to follow us on Instagram at at what's underscore appa, like our Facebook page, or you can email us at whatsappapod at gmail.com. Also, subscribe to our podcast on Apple or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you liked this episode or what you've been hearing, be sure to hit us up with a five-star rating. Thank you guys so much, and we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Flamio, Hotman.